a week from today, just a week, we're going to have an actual answer as to who will be the number 17 overall pick in the NFL draft. For now, you're going to have to just settle for me throwing some cornerbacks into the mix. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover, and I hope you'll check those out as well. Three cornerbacks are sitting there in this class, all of whom almost universally are expected to go either in the upper half of the first round or really, really close to it. I did a scan yesterday of the latest and the most prominent mocks that are out there. And I I know we can all go back and forth about, you know, this guy's mocks are the worst, this guy. The fact of the matter is, is nobody nails it. Okay, so this is this is the best we've got. We're not getting into anybody's war room. And I did this little exercise with a focus on the corners. And what I've come away with, and again, this isn't across the board, but it's very, very common, is that there are those three corners and that they will go in this order. First, Christian Gonzalez of Oregon. Second, Devin Weatherspoon of Illinois. Although that one's pretty much 50-50 between which of those two goes first, I do see a lot of Weatherspoon going before Gonzalez. And then the third, of course, is Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State and North Allegheny High School and the PZ household in the PZ backyard. And as I see the Steelers lining up at 17, the first thought that crosses my mind in this specific equation is that there is no reason whatsoever, unless they've got a complete stain on either Gonzalez or Witherspoon, that you should have to trade up to get a corner if that's what you're looking for, meaning one of these three players. There's no reason to trade up. You can wait for one of them to fall. If the commanders who are picking right in front of the Steelers at 16th take a corner and they're getting mocked pretty heavily to do exactly that, you just bite the bullet, man. You know, you just take best player available. And I'm saying this all within the prism of the Steelers aiming for a corner, aiming for one of these three to come out of this class. It is possible that all three will be gone. It is. And they've got to be ready for that. And they will be ready for that because that's just how their system goes. Just move to the next player on the big board. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. But when you're looking at the differences between these three guys... Witherspoon isn't seen as the most athletic. That would be Gonzalez. But Witherspoon is seen by most evaluators as being the most complete. The guy that might be able to just step right onto the field and make an immediate impact for you back there. Gonzalez is the is the athletic freak. He's the one who can run almost Olympic sprint times 
He can keep up with anybody. He can be a guy who you assign to, you know, one of the Bengals godlike wide receivers and shut them down and help neutralize Cincinnati's impact within the AFC North. He might need a little bit more work and fine tuning, but he's got the most raw upside, which is the reason that some have him above Witherspoon. And then there's Porter, who is, again, there are exceptions here, too. You will see people rate Porter as high as, I've seen him as high as nine overall. That's not the norm, but I've seen him there. Porter's biggest drawback is without a question that he had one interception over four years with the Nittany Lions. Even though there's no question that Penn State's opponents stayed away from him, even though opposing quarterbacks had a 3.4 QB rating when throwing in his direction, and he was able to get his hands on the football, meaning for pass breakups and so forth, he wasn't squeezing it. He wasn't making it happen. And that's where I wonder if either the Steelers see an opportunity there. Well, hey, we can teach him how to do that. We can make him better at that. We've got people who can instruct that sort of thing. He wasn't going to get those opportunities in college, but he most certainly will in the NFL. If anything, he's going to get picked on in the NFL because he's a rookie. Then you see him as a really, really good value pick. But if you don't see that potential, if you just see him as not having hands, and I know we're all thinking about Ike Taylor right now, so just just say it out loud, you can still find a whole heck of a lot of value in adding a player like that to your defense if he's a true shutdown guy, which, by the way, he was at Penn State, especially in 2022, when by every account, he really took a big step up. Do I want the Steelers to take Porter? Uh, it depends which of me you're going to ask. Um, if you're going to ask the the journalist in me, it's going to be a heck yeah because you know it makes for a wonderful storyline. Uh, if he comes through with having even a fraction of his old man's charisma at the top level, he's going to be your ultimate go-to quote guy, which is great in this line of work. But if you're looking at it just from a standpoint of what kind of difference can be made at field level, yes, I am very much enticed by the idea of adding a corner who can really bring you something, who can bring you big time play, who can bring you splash. And I understand takeaways are the splash on the defense, but there's different components that can come with a shutdown corner. I'm I'm hesitant. I am. I still see players in this round, whether that's at the 17 pick or the 32 pick, who could serve as the foundation of that next great Pittsburgh defensive line. And that right there has me more intrigued than anything else in that round. And I'll get to that tomorrow. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar.
Today's J1Q comes from Corey, who says, DK, in this season of optimism and hope, let me ask you seriously, what would you need to see in year two for Matt Canada for you to endorse his tenure beyond this year? What would he have to demonstrate beyond being a part of wins to make you and me, both of us counting among his harshest critics, be even a little bit happy to see him return in 2024? Believe it or not, I've got a ready-made answer for this, Corey, because I feel like I've experienced it. How many times over the 2022 season, in particular in the second half of the season, did you see an opening drive that you liked? I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm talking about effective, not juvenile, not Saturday-ish, misdirection that had the other team kind of going, whoa, 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 hey, what's going on here? I'm talking about utilizing a lot of different weapons. I'm talking about creative route trees for the wide receivers. And of course, I'm talking about at least beginning the process of pounding Najee Harris into the other team's defensive front. I saw a lot of things that I liked on opening drives, including the occasional score. And I remember thinking on each of those occasions, at least for a moment, you know what? I mean, this guy doesn't have to be terrible. This doesn't have to be some ongoing civic catastrophe. But what I never saw, and I do mean never, was a second drive or a third drive that continued that. And that made me add on to what was already a pretty strong feeling that this guy's got no spontaneity to his game whatsoever. We would see, well, look at that. Oh, look at play eight or look at play nine. This is really cool. But the second drive would happen and he'd be like, um, now what? And that's a pretty tough thing to swallow, you know? No matter how much of a fair shot you're giving him. And I know nobody's going to believe that I've given him a fair shot. I was calling for his firing every other day last season. And I did that right through, right through to the moment where it became super crazy clear that he was coming back. And I haven't really changed my tune on him because why would I? They haven't played any games since then. So I've, I've actually, I can tell you this unequivocally that I'm sitting there in the press box watching this going, hey, maybe there's something. Oh, nope, there isn't. So what does he need to do? Expand his playbook? Uh, write up more plays? You know, when they came out of the bye week, all of a sudden there were more plays. Maybe it takes him like a week to write a play. I don't know. <laughs> See, I can't even talk about him without being over the top. But that's what I see. That's what I see. Could he spend this entire spring and summer and even into the fall expanding the playbook and focusing it on the things that went well in the second half of last season? Sure he could. Sure he could. Any offensive coordinator should be able to do something that rudimentary. Should he be able to capitalize on the fact that there's now a steadier set of personnel 
that there's now a more consistent performance to be reasonably expected from the offensive line. So you don't have to have your quarterback flying out of there or getting rid of the football in point zero 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 one second. Yeah, of course. Is he going to do it? I have no idea. None whatsoever. But I am open-minded, if that answers your question. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will do another one of these tomorrow. And again, my focus, barring some major news, is going to be what happens with the Steelers examining their defensive line possibilities. 